breaking news. A shock to a lot of people. Episode 6, RuPaul's Drag Race Drag Olympics. I hope you're sitting down. I liked it. This is the first response. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 11, Episode 6, titled Drag Olympics. <laughs> That's what it's called. Drag Olympics. My name is Joe Batanz, and this is the first response. This week, Evie and Silky go at it. Love Connie gets physical with the girls. And the queens participate in the 69th Drag Olympics. Adam Rippon and Travis Wall bring the sweat onto the main stage. Meanwhile, in the end... Uh, a curious heat, Davenport was named the winner of the challenge, while Raja O'Hara and Scarlet Envy faced off in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After all the glitter fell, Scarlet Envy was asked to sashay away, and everybody was gay gasping. Alright, well here are two things I liked about the episode, and one thing I did not. First thing I do, I'm going to say right off the bat, kind of tip my hand here at the top of the show, I liked the episode. I liked it from beginning to end. Now, look, was it one of the greatest episodes of all time? No, no, not at all. But it was good. It's been it's better than uh, a lot of the episodes that have been this season. I was entertained the entire time, and uh, I think I think as we start to like whittle down the pack, and as we start to get rid of the filler queens, as they're called, we are starting to see the show and the cast and the skill set and the talent take shape and uh, i think this episode was a mix of uh let me get to my second part here then because it all plays in i really like the judges and i didn't miss ross or carson which by the way i know everyone loves ross and i love ross uh people are mixed on carson i actually like carson i think he's good too um, didn't miss them this week. I thought Travis Wall did a really good job sitting in for them. I thought Adam Rippon, I know he's also controversial in the gay world. I liked him. I don't know how I felt about that Olympic girl. I didn't know who she was. But uh, she was fine. She said she was a big fan, but then she said a lot of very basic things on Untucked and in the show. It was very, very strange. But uh, but for the, on the whole, I liked the judges. I thought it brought a nice energy to the panel. It seemed to mix it up a bit. And uh, I liked the episode. I liked... All the segments, I thought, worked really well. I love seeing Love Connie there. I didn't know who she was before this episode, but it made me want to check her out. I thought she did a great job on the mini challenge. I liked the idea of the maxi challenge. There were some good lines. There was a lot of really good stuff going on. Uh, it was, you know, you got to see people in the choreography, and they some did well, some did not. I thought, again, going back to Travis Wall, and we'll talk about this more in the recap, I like it when people who are there to do their job do their job and don't try and produce the show and produce themselves and try and make it, you know, like, that was, even though Travis Wall is just a hotter version of Lucian Piani. Uh, Lucian always felt, and, and Todrick's doing this now, where they're trying to, like, I'm, like, they're, Michelle does this too, where, like, they have this character they put on, where, like, the mean person, or they say, they, they, they're, they're talking in sound bites already. They're doing the editing for the editors. They're doing the producing for the producers, all in the box, right there. Uh, uh, cutting in the camera. And, um, and, 
I don't like when they do that. Uh, be authentic, be real, be in the moment, and teach these girls what they need to teach. And I thought Travis Wall did a great job in choreography. He did a great job teaching the choreography. And uh, kudos and bravo to Travis Wall. Um, we'll talk about this tomorrow, but I, as much as I liked Adam Rippon as a guest judge, thought he had some really good lines, thought he was, thought he was pretty funny, brought a fresh take. What the fuck was he doing during the choreography moment? You can tell that the producers were just wanted to have as much Adam Rippon as possible. So they just, you know, forced his way in there. I, I'm, not, I'm not even blaming Adam Rippon. I'm not blaming him. To me, it seems like a, a producer's choice. And they had Adam show up. And I'm sure he was just as much as, what the fuck am I doing here? As we all were thinking as we were watching him there. Um, anyway, uh, I think it's the thing I didn't like. And I know this is probably something that Taylor and I will talk about tomorrow because um, I know his feelings, at least last week, I felt that there was a lot of ganging up on Evie Oddly. I am not, I was talking to people it's, uh, that I know, and uh, there are people who I know who are very anti-Evie Oddly. They don't like Evie Oddly, and they don't like her behavior. I, I could see how she's, she could be annoying, and, and trying to force that laugh onto us to make it a thing is a really annoying, but I, I feel that the points she makes, even if they may not be as elegantly made as other people have made them, are very valid, and I feel there's a lot of ganging up on Evie Oddly. What I find particularly strange is that they, the show was playing up this thing between Evie and Silky. But once again, if we remember the very first time Evie ever stuck her neck out in front of the girls was to defend Silky, was to come to Silky's defense. So I want to know what happened between that episode where Evie injected herself into the Silky fight and in the, the she evangelical episode, if I'm not mistaken, and to hear what happened that there was a big falling out and they don't like each other. And because even even Vangie, later in the episode, as she's crying, concedes that Evie was right. So if you listen to Evie at the top of the show, she's telling Vangie, hey, they gave you these critiques. What are you going to do to step your pussy up? Now, again, she may have said that in a really cunty way. Maybe I said it in a very nice way. I, I don't know how I said it nice, but... That is essentially what she was asking her, and Vanjie conceded that Evie was right, that she needs to, to listen to the judges and implement their critiques. So I don't see, unless someone can tell me, feel free to email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com, it seems so far that Evie Oddly has been on the money. Like, even, again, like I'm saying, I'm not necessarily agree, I'm agreeing with her tactics, okay? To me, she's a less offensive version of the vixen i often find myself agreeing with the vixen but not agreeing with how she delivered her her statements and it's the same thing with evie but less offensive than the vixen okay so evie is essentially correct and it seems like to be coming from a good place so i don't understand the ganging up on evie so that's the one thing i didn't like uh i will say uh it was a very good episode i was entertained the entire time i thought that was a good look challenge i don't know if i necessarily like the looks i actually think maybe that's why we all think that this season isn't as strong as it could be <coughs> excuse me because i feel that the girls really aren't bringing the looks 
That's what it could be. Is maybe this cast isn't bringing the looks, but in terms of the challenge, they brought it. In terms of uh, even the one, even the, the even Team Plastique, which was considered like the weakest one, I feel they brought it. I feel that they did at least as good of a job as they could. Like not everyone's gonna be a dancer. Scarlet was fucking up. They didn't even comment on this. She fell down at one point. She wasn't using her fan during the um, fanology. Is that what it was called? No, fanography. During the fanography, she wasn't using it as a whole mess, right? But, like, and I think Travis pointed it out, yes, she still sucked, but she was the most improved. And uh, I didn't think it was embarrassingly bad, like we've seen other teams do, even this very season, when they've performed in these dancing challenges or other kinds of challenges. So, I, overall, I was pleased. The Elimination Day segment was good. They didn't waste any time. The mini challenge was good. It was interesting. Love Connie did a good job. Just enough time in the workroom. Just enough time in the choreography main stage segment. The... the we get uh, RuPaul asking them to name a queen. Again, if you watch Untucked, you'll see. I don't I don't understand this. I want to talk about this now. I'm sure we'll talk about this in the main recap show tomorrow. Is what is Raja's logic here? I know she explains it on the show. And then she tries to like uh, backtrack what she was saying. But she, let's be honest. She was upset that Scarlett said her name. But why was it wrong for Scarlett to say her name? But it was right for everyone else to say there. Uh, Scarlet's name. I don't understand what the double, what the what that logic was, that b- backwards logic. That how dare Scarlet say my name? Oh, whose name did you say? I said Scarlet. It was very very strange. And I know she tried to explain it on Untucked, but I wasn't buying it. And so Raja being up in her feelings about that, I was like, "Bitch, you got to go home. It's time for Raja to go home." Uh, a lot of people are very shocked by the elimination of Scarlet Envy. You know, one of the problems with hosting a show like The Rumor Mill is you know all the rumors, tea, drama, speculation that's out there in the universe. And pretty much the person that's been right this entire season was right once again. And this person said that Scarlet Envy would be going home, that this person would be facing Raja O'Hara, and that Scarlet Envy, I mean, that um, a curiosity Davenport would win. So there were no surprises from me in that ep- in this episode, despite that. I still loved this episode. You And that's one of the things I've been struggling with is when you host a show like The Rumor Mill, it does kind of kill it when you know what's going to happen. So sometimes I don't get floored. That happened during All-Stars. There was some big moment that I kind of missed because I, I already knew it was going to happen and the whole audience was gagged. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that is kind of shocking. So... Uh, but despite that, I really like this episode. I thought it was a really good episode. A couple of things, and we're going to discuss this, I'm sure, on the full recap tomorrow. I did text Taylor the Latte Boy during the show, and I did say, wow, uh, I could hear you screaming from California. You know he's in Florida. Because, because, uh, the song Last Dance was... The last song played at his wedding, he'll explain it tomorrow. But also, uh, for those who follow us on Patreon or support us on Patreon, in October, we did an episode where Evan and Taylor named their favorite lip syncs in the history, all their, their top lip syncs from the history of the show. And as they went back and forth, I jumped in with songs that should be lip syncs. And my number two 
My number two was Last Dance by Donna Summer, so we can check that one off the list. I also think if the rumors are correct, I might be able to check another one off that list, but I'm not going to say what it is because we don't do spoilers on this show. But here's what I'll say. On the 69th annual Drag Olympics, I don't know if that's what it was called, Good job, RuPaul. Good job, the producers. I like this episode. To hear my full recap, uh, make sure and download the episode the Friday after. Uh, depending on where you are in the country, it's either Friday afternoon or Friday evening, depending on where you are in the country and the world. Uh, the full recap with myself and Taylor the Latte Boy will be wherever you catch your podcast, either iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. We are everywhere. Make sure and download that podcast everywhere you can get your podcast. Now, in the meanwhile, what I'm going to do, we're going to redo another repeat from last week. We're going to do a, a, a segment from the Rumor Mill. It's a Patreon show where myself, Jamila Zara, Evan Ayers, and Jorge Munoz, we discussed the latest rumors to drama speculation uh, in the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, once again, no need to be afraid of spoilers. There are no spoilers in this um, clip that you're going to hear. It's, it's us talking about some drama that happened last week with Vanessa Vanji Mateo, Silky Ganache, and a nail salon in West Hollywood. So uh, if you like what you hear in the rumor mill, be sure to go over to patreon.com slash drag race recap and down, uh, not down, we can download it, but join at the $3 level and you can get all the shows. Um, I promise you we'll have another uh uh, a show, an, a different show next week. In fact, I can promise you, and I'll talk about it in a second. But uh, uh, make sure and stick around, listen to that. But before you do, we have a new show that you can all listen to. It's available on iTunes, on Spotify, everywhere you can get it. It's been going on all season. It's called The Pit Crew. And what it is, myself and two straight, my two, I have cousins who are very, very straight. They're two straight guys. They love sports. And what we do is we break down RuPaul's Drag Race by the numbers and they like these my cousins they don't see any of the drama they know they know no backstage drama all they see are the runway looks and they give them a score and they treat it and argue about it like it's uh, a sporting event and so it's two straight guys watching RuPaul's Drag Race for the first time by the numbers but you're going to get a clip of that next week on after next week's first response but for right now check out the rumor mill listen about Vanessa Vanji Mateo Silky Ganache and the drama that they're getting into in their real lives until until you hear the full recap with me and Taylor the Latte Boy uh, I'll see you guys next week very good. Let's move on to the next piece of drama. Miss Vanji and Silky get called out for being divas at a nail salon. Now, it's tough to find the original story because Vanessa Vanji Mateo went on Instagram Live from a nail salon in West Hollywood where she said the nail salon was being racist towards her and Silky because – now, this is important – as they were, and I don't know that much about nail polish. Maybe Jamila can fill us in here. As they were about to get the polish applied, uh, the people at the nail salon asked both Vanessa and Silky to pay, right? Yes. And Vanette, now there's a debate, and we're going to talk about that right now, whether this is a common thing to occur at nail salons or not. And we'll talk about why. But some people have said, to, in the defense of the nail salon, well, listen, you know, uh, 
uh, in the defense of nail salons, saying like this is a common thing to do at nail salons, so you don't have to ruin your nails when you're when you're well, painting. Here's, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: is that like, yes, this is this has been in my experience of getting my nails done. It's very common, but now I'm second guessing. I'm like, is it common? Well, experience it for me because I'm black. Yes, <laughs> like, I don't right. know. I have, yeah. I have yeah. nothing to compare it to. But, exactly. but yes. I was always told that like I would, uh, you know, I, they would pretty much do about 75% of my nails, but then before they would apply the color, um, before, yeah, before they apply the color, they make you pay. That's just, that's always been my experience. And so there's back and forth about whether that is. Now, the other side though, is people said that when they refused or when Silky refused, they asked Vanjie to pay for Silky, which people oh. say that that lends credence to the person of, that they didn't think Silky would pay. So, because why would they ask Vanjie then to pay for Silky? Right. So, 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 Jamila, you're giving us a good insight here. That so, this is common for you to be asked, but you're saying, well, maybe it's because I'm a person of color. Well, I just have never been to the salon with mm-hmm. a white person and yeah. had them like had any. I have nothing to compare it to, but you, that's my experience. Is that? Yep. Um, I mean, I can tell you that I have been in on the flip side, I've been in bars where they have asked to like, hey, can we hold your card or can you start a tab with us? And I'm like, sure, you know, because that's just I've been asked to do that a million times. Mm-hmm. But then notice that like when other people started sitting next to me at the bar, they could just order their drink and like walk away and like or just sit down and like uh-huh. they weren't holding anybody else's cards. Mm-hmm. That's and yeah. So I've had that happen to me. Um, but you know, that was an instance where I had, I could compare it. I was like, oh, well you didn't ask this person and they're sitting right next to me. But with nail salons, it's just like, it's, this has just been my experience ever since I've been going. Now, do you think it was okay for Vanjie and Silky to cause a scene at this nail salon? And people, you know, people come out and Instagram a defense. One person saying, I just watched Miss Vanjie and Silky Nutmeg Ganache throw a bitch fit at this nail salon all because they got the color wrong and were asked to pay before they had their nails polished. That's the salon's protocol. So you don't mess up your nails. Um, they went, now, Jamie, let me ask you this really quickly. Is yes. it, could, could you really mess up your nails if you went to go pay after they were polished? Well, yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, I don't know in their case, but yes, you could totally mess up your nails because it's like if you have to dig in your purse, it's also really easy when your nails are wet to smudge them. And it's the worst, like, because you just sat through that whole process and then you'd have to get it like touched up again. It's just, and then even when they try to touch it up again, the smudge, they usually still can't do a good job as if they just get it right on the first try anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, I get it. That holds water that holds weight that um, they didn't want them to mess up their nails. So they wanted them to pay before they started the paint. That makes sense. However, um, I have also been in, um, in situations where I haven't been satisfied with what I got. Mm-hmm. I asked for something and got something completely different. Mm-hmm. And I'm always the person who just doesn't want to make a fuss. That's mm-hmm. just me. I like, I'm always just the kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just rock with it kind of person. But I have seen people who have kindly been like, this isn't what I asked for and have been met with like pushback, you know? And so I think ultimately the customer is always right. So it's like if they wanted a color and they didn't get the color that they wanted and the person's not like, oh, let me let me get you what you want. Let me change it. Let me accommodate what you're asking for. It's making I think at this point it's like 
if I if I had to imagine being in that scenario, the people who worked at the salon probably because they threw a fuss about paying for it probably thought they weren't going to pay for it. And then when they fucked up the color, probably thought like, oh, they're just saying that they don't like the color to get out of paying for it. Like, I think it was just a hodgepodge of just them being accusatory and then the nail salon being like, you know, I don't even know if accusatory is is a word, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, like those two, that meme of those two Spider-Mans like pointing fingers at each other. Like, I think that's probably what the situation was. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so my thoughts stem from the chat room. We've got a few people in here, actually. A lot of a lot of women as well who are saying that they've had both experiences. Um, Sir Fetch ninety seven actually says that he used to work at a nail salon and that um, they're absolutely being racist. I work at a nail salon. Unfortunately, um, racism towards black like, individuals is a very common in, in Asian culture. You should always pay after. Some other people say that they have always paid after or paid in the middle of it. I think it's kind of a weird thing to like stop in the middle of a transaction to pay for it. I've never had my nails done, so I don't know. But I think it sounds like, like Jamil said, it was a mess, a mixture of probably people, them being a little, by people, I mean, Vanjie and Silky being probably a little sensitive and also probably hyper aware. Um, but also it could have just been standard practice, but I, I don't know. I have no, no thoughts here. I don't know either. I get my nails done all the time, but I get my nails done by myself. So I just, I have nothing to compare it to, but if there are people in the chat room saying that like they get to pay after, and there's a guy who worked at a nail salon who says that, you know, paying after is a thing, then I'm inclined to believe him. Yeah. Um, You know, now let me ask you this question. Uh, Let me make some points here. Some people in the, in the comments on Reddit, there were, uh, there were some people who said that white people like to hide behind procedure whenever they want to do something like this. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, that's just the, the policy here. They hide behind policy Two is, um, there are other people though who say that they, you know, where somehow there's somebody who worked at Starbucks and had a has had terrible encounters with Vanjie. She comes in there and she's uh causes problems. So I don't know, and I could see, and we know Silky has caused problems with people in the past too when she doesn't get her way. It sounds like it's a bunch of ugly people just having ugly experiences with each other. Speaking of, by the way. <laughs> You can find Jamila Zara in line at Planned Parenthood and at her lifestyle blog, HiHowAreYou.com. That's H-I-G-H-H-O-W-A-R-E-Y-O-U.com. You can follow Jorge Munoz on Instagram at The Real Jorge Munoz. That's R-E-A-L-J-O-R-G-E-M-U-N-O-Z. Follow Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M. Ayers, that's E-V-A-N-M-A-Y-R-E-S, and on Twitter at Nobody Cares, that's Nobody, uh, C-A-Y-R-E-S. You can also hear him on his other podcast, Fat Camp. The Rumor Mill is an Afterthought Media podcast.